Hey, what's up? This is Kev from the Falafel House Fantasy Football Podcast, and you're listening to the BS Podcast Network. Enjoy the show. This is Officer Mo Weekend coming to you straight from Port Fouchon, Louisiana, on the beautiful Gulf of Mexico. You're listening to the Magic Our Way Podcast with your hosts, Kevin, Danny, Eli, and the ever-so-lovely Lee Lastovica. Take it away, guys. Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way Podcast. Oh, uh, Sante Sun, everyone. You are listening to the Magic Our Way Podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana, in the United States of America. We are Artistic Bus, talking about dizzy stuff, and this is a show in which every opinion is welcome. MagicRway.com is where you can find us. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny, and I'm not sure if I've ever said this on the show before, <laughs> but every single time I hear that Kirk intro, it reminds me of having an old tape recorder where you had to hit play <laughs> yeah. and record at the same time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, have I said this before? You have, you have said, said this before. before. Oh, God. It's like every single time yes. when you hit that stop button, it sounds like, boom, both the play and record release at the same time. Yes. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, though, because I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> Fast <laughs> forward. Every time I play that intro, it's like, oh, there's the tape recorder. Again. I love it. I love it. I, it. I would like to know what the source of that audio is that that click that audible click after know. he records we'll have to ask him next time he's in the studio we for will sure. I, I want him back in the studio it's been a while yes yes he's overdue and with us today guys we have Excelsior! you know 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 the story's all about the glory. It is our resident comic genius from IvoryComics.com, Mr. Eli Ivory. How you doing, sir? I'm doing very good. So it's time to do an intro, so I guess I'll have to spark it. So let's bring another episode to truth and bring it to the market. How y'all doing today? <laughs> Put it in your backside and park it. There you go. <laughs> Drop that like it's hot. What's to market to market to buy. Market to market. <laughs> I just I just whooped that one up. I had an interesting conversation a minute ago, and I'm like, why not market? <laughs> market. Market. Oh, man. Yeah, All right. Man, Doing yeah. good. Glad yeah. to see you guys. Everything, did everything go okay in that conversation? You yeah. You look a little flustered. Huh? You look a little flustered. I am a little flustered. A little it's, clamped. Even. Uh, I'm like, uh, my, my daughter got accepted to Loyola. Loyola's a great college. It's a great local college. There's Tulane, Loyola. If you're going local and everything after that, it's crap. What do you do? And this is coming from a former UNO graduate. I had to go out of the state to go to college. Well, you're a little bit more specific in what you're looking for. Where did you graduate from college, Kevin? Uh, Loyola from a bachelor's, and I got my master's at Southeastern. Hey, you don't play around. Yes. uh, So, yes, congratulations to head on that. And uh, she also got a scholarship, totaled about 23 grand. Uh, year so that's basically half the tuition so i just gotta figure out how to come up with the other half but the conversation we were having was about cake i want my cake patelia so (laughs) yeah (laughs) everybody had a plan to do a party and nobody told me and they're like why don't you buy the cake i'm like what are you talking about i'm gonna do a show right now i don't don't know about no cake i don't even know what cake to get so yes i'm a little flustered but don't worry it's all about cake it's all about cake i'm just the last person to get a bite of it i'm like and all these other people I don't know are going to eat the cake. Like, so I don't want to buy a cake. And then like a bunch of people I don't know eat all the cake and I'll get a piece of the cake I just bought. Like, you want that's a piece my, of the cake. Yeah. Well, you can't go wrong 
with ice cream cake. <laughs> I hear you, but okay. you know, but but my daughter's like, it's like uh, ice cream and cake in one. <laughs> <laughs> I you know, white, but they're so specific. She likes a specific store, but then she's a vegan. But now apparently she's a plebitarian or presbyterian. Presbyterian, <laughs> what it is? Like a like it's like a veget. You're vegetarian, like a vegan, plebeian? but you but you only you can eat fish, but you can't eat meat. Pescatarian. Pescatarian. Like there's too many terians, okay? <laughs> I'm a humanitarian, but I can't keep up with all the terian. I live by barbarians. I'm a barbarian. <laughs> I'm a taco terian. There you go. So yeah. yeah, you are. There you go. You tell him who the man is coming up, sir. <laughs> wow, man, your life is complicated. <laughs> it's quite complicated. It's like a puzzle wrapped in an enigma, wrapped in a Sudoku puzzle, wrapped in a in a cake. Yeah, the cake. Yeah, then they want me. She actually asked me if I would draw because Loyola cake. <laughs> yeah, I would gladly do that. If That's- you're a pescatarian, could you have a crab cake? I don't think you have a crab cake. <laughs> That's a good question. Is a crab a fish? It's a crustacean. It's yeah. a crustacean. I don't Crustaceans are fish, right? I mean, it has gills, sort of. but it's a crustacean. Mm. Do you uh-huh. feel and about it can a live outside of the water? It can. It is amphibious. Hmm. Unlike a fish that you'll see and go, oh, oh, oh. there's not <laughs> a lot of meat audience listening to the Magic Ari podcast. Please write in. Yeah, yeah we're curious. Inquiring minds want to know. There's That's not right. a lot of meat on it, but yeah, you can see. Thank you guys for sharing it by confusion. No, get her a crab cake. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold firm with the crab. I thought ice cream cake, but crab cakes are pretty good too. Because y'all yeah. know how tight I am with yes. money. So it's like, yeah, you and money are like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> Like I, t- I pull money out my wallet. It's like, wow, daylight. He and money is like the girlfriend's trying to leave. He's like, no, don't go. No, I need you. I do anything. Stay, stay here. Like what was that? The, the Continental from SNL. What was his name? The actor. Uh, uh, Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. Yeah, the Continental. <laughs> Must you fly so soon? Yeah. <laughs> Why you go away? So, uh, yeah. I guess we should introduce Lee. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Lee, Lee spoke, so uh, it, it, we have this guy on the show as well. Show me the money. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Hey, must be the money. Money, money, money. Show me the money. It's Mr. I Know More Than Your Friend, Suck It Up, Tough Love, and Ever So Lovely Travel Agent from Magical Moments Vacations, Mosquito Killing, Date Night at Denny's, Bend You Over the Chair, Lily Top, Mocking Beer, Creepy Drippy Dwarf, Lee Herb. It's Mr. Beijing Chloe, Senior Johnny Salami L. Tightwad himself. He's our very own Gandalf, the Not So Wise, and our resident professor of gyrotechnics, Lillian's favorite Moeekin podcast. And Tacotarian. And Tacotarian. Tacotarian. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's Lee DJ White Cheddar, Papa Smurf, and Noah Hasselvika. How you doing, Lee? Very good, very good. Um, I'd like to request a cake, maybe. Uh, what about a king cake? You know, it's, it's that time of year, right? You it know? is that time of year. You want a king cake? Man, when you yeah, come in town, yeah. we'll get you a king cake, man. When's it coming in town? Oh, I don't know. Of a Valentine's Day? <laughs> oh, yeah, probably. The week, you- after, the week after Valentine's. The week, week after, after Valentine's. Valentine's. Yeah. Okay, we'll, yeah. uh, we'll have a king cake ready for yeah, you. Yeah, we'll get it. We'll be, yeah, have a king right. cake for you to bring home. Well, you know, I've been. The first time I had a king cake was when you could actually die from them and they still had the baby baked inside it. But they don't do that anymore because people choked on him, I guess. Choked on, on a baby. baby. Bunch yes. of whiners. Choke on that baby. No, no. This is like, come on, man. This I mean, even I broke off half a tooth and I knew that, you know, <laughs> to spit it out. <laughs> oh, God. You didn't even bite into a baby. You bit into a cashew. That's right. Oh, shit. <laughs> 
That's right. That's right. I've been into a baby. The sentences that come up on this show are priceless. Yes. Well, yeah, listeners, when you yes. listen to what's coming, you'll yes. understand what Kevin's talking about. Yes. Uh, just Hopefully. to be transparent, we did record the intro after we did the main segment, so you'll know what I'm talking about as far as tooth, and you will laugh. It'll be funny. And he didn't mm. buy the baby, though, just in case somebody wants to turn this off before I had no baby uh, But was my bit. toothpiece was smaller <laughs> than the plastic baby, and I still spit it out. No, no, no babies were harmed in the recording yes. of the Magic Hour. Yes, 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 that's right. That's right. <laughs> All baby, all baby, good. All babies, all ba- are safe. baby, good. Baby, and your good. baby. Whoa, baby. Well, I'm awakened, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Human development. What? <laughs> what? Trish. <laughs> One, two, and then three. One, two, three, then go. Right. <laughs> all three, you say? No, no, no. One, two, three, then go. Then go. Yes, not on three. <laughs> not on then three. Go. Yes. That's where we do it. Yeah, no, no. After three. After three. So, so one, one, two, three, three go. Then we go. Then we go. Yes, that's right. Yes. Okay. So, Mawikens, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about Pleasure Island today and reminiscing about that magical place. So, enough of our jibber-jabber. Let's go make some magic. All right, here we are in the hub. And as I said at the top of the show, we are talking about Pleasure Island today. Uh, This is a place that was fun for all and all for fun. This was a place where, in my opinion, adults can go to be adults, at least for a little while, and still remain within the Disney bubble. Yeah. It was a sprawling metroplex of nightclubs, bars, restaurants, adventure, comedy, and a New Year's Eve celebration every night. I mean, you don't hear somebody successfully use the word sprawling. I know. Often. <laughs> but you nailed... I think. <laughs> you haven't met Kevin and Stoke before, have you? <laughs> yeah. It's like, how do I describe the expanse of what pleasure island was for those jesuit education i know that 2961 list of words there you go (laughs) that's that set got that on that index card (laughs) not really (laughs) no that that was i was supposed to but i didn't oh man it explains a lot sprawling sprawl on sir yes but you know what's cool about pleasure lines that we lived through it guys we did and maybe even grew up in it (laughs) found ourselves somewhat going through those particular clubs and whatnot passed through it quickly on a couple of occasions, but yeah. yeah, when I had the time and I actually was like old enough and got to know what I was by, missing, yes, and yes. yeah, that that's when it got to be fun. Yeah, I lucked into it, so I, yeah, it was a good time. I had a couple of good memories over there. Yeah, Absolutely. and in those memories and our personal accounts, plus on the research that we had done with the history, we hope to bring a very unique presentation of the history of Pleasure Island. Yes. One thing I want to remember is when I was younger and when <laughs> it opened, it was back in 1989, right? And uh, I was only 14 at the time, so it didn't really uh, hit me mm-hmm. uh, as far as what it was. But then in 1991, the Disney Channel aired a television special called Walt Disney World Past, Present, and Future. You remember yes. that? Yes. Hosted by John Lithgow. This was like almost like my Bible, man. I recorded it <laughs> with my VCR, and I had it on play over and over and over again. I remember you talking about you it. Know? And this was like totally before like I discovered the Birnbaum Guides mm-hmm. or even uh, Walt Disney World Inside Out, that, uh-huh. that TV show that used to air when it started in 1994. Sure. He did a little segment on that show. Uh, well, it was very small. It, he used to, it was almost like a transition from one park to the other that kind of caught my attention, mm-hmm. uh, both between the footage uh, that you have in listeners, I'll post the link to this video in the show notes. But th- yeah, this is what he did, man. It was, it was really, really cool. Welcome to Pleasure Island, an exotic playground, especially designed for kids 18 years and older, right smack in the middle of Walt Disney World. The Disney storytellers have come up with another great tale for this place. According to their story, Pleasure Island was a port settled in the early 1900s by that legendary explorer and entrepreneur, Meriwether Adam Leisure. 
The industry of this little town was refurbishing yachts for the rich and famous. Along this boardwalk were all sorts of shops dedicated to the pleasure principle of lavish and unique yacht ornamentation. Then, in the 1950s, Pleasure's bustling harbor community was wiped out by Hurricane Connie. A few years ago, those intrepid Disney Imagineers uncovered this hidden treasure and restored it to its original splendor. Here on Pleasure Island, you can rock farther around the clock than anywhere else in Walt Disney World. Every night at Pleasure Island is one big and as you can tell by that clip, that is a very, very abbreviated version of the history of this place. <laughs> it's like, zoom, bam, we're done, John. Thank you. That <laughs> is some good 80s music. Yeah, that's you love yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> well, listeners, look, like I mentioned at the beginning of this segment, I hope to capture this magical place through the research that we've done and by recounting our own personal experiences with a place as well as preserve what I consider to be one of the most extensive backstories that has ever been created in the theme park world. Sure. I mean, this thing is thick. Oh, you know? God. Like, Veiny. It is girthy. <laughs> it is, I mean, yes. It Heavy. Is, it is huge. Sprawling. Huge. 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 But before we delve into it, guys, I must credit some of my sources and stuff, which uh, the sources consist of Dizzy fans like you that have written articles on this, as well as uh, dedicated their time and their money pr- to preserving the legend of this particular place. Um, I used a website such as Cat uh, Killy Brew, uh, Mouse Planet had a good little thing on their on the backstory, Celebrations Press. Uh, Lou Mangiello's trivia books, The Birnbaum Guides from 1992 to 2007, which is kind of crazy that I actually had the <laughs> the books from the time that it existed. Oh, no, they're sitting. Kevin actually yes. brought them into the studio, and they're piled high yes. on his desk right I, now. I should take a picture and post it in the show notes. You should. Sure. Yeah. So I use those books at Disneyology.com, and Jamil had a couple articles, uh, two articles on the whole history of uh, well, the backstory ish, uh, stories yeah. uh, on each of the attractions. So through this, too, I'm also going to ask uh, some trivia questions just to kind of see what kind of things you guys know. Oh, okay. So we're going to start off with our first one here. So your first trivia question is this, guys. Sure. Um, mm. You probably heard this already in, in the little clip I played, but who is Pleasure Island's namesake? Meriwether Mary Adam Pleasure. Ple- yeah, this Pleasure. <laughs> Can you name the rest of his family? Isabella, mm-hmm. Henry, and Stephen? Close, close. John Pleasure. John Pleasure. Pleasure Island. Mucho Pleasure. <laughs> Paula Pleasure. Paula Pleasure. <laughs> John Paul Pleasure. Pete John Pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're close with Steven. It was Stuart. It was the other side of the They have an Asian co- cousin too, right? They, what's the Asian cousin? My Pleasure. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was Heather Pleasure. It was all that. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, there's a daughter. Do y'all remember the name of the daughter who went on that fateful boat trip that we'll talk Miriam? about? Miriam? Yes, Miriam. That's correct. Wait, Kevin, real yes. quick. Uh, also, I think one of the things I would like to credit a source mm-hmm. as well. Because oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Going through here, uh, my main source were the actual plaques because that was a key in keeping the story of Pleasure Island yes. cohesive is that in front of each and every single one of these clubs, uh, dining establishments bars, whatever, there was a plaque that, mm-hmm. sto- that told the story of what that building used to be and what Meriwether Adam Pleasure, the history of, of, of how each of those he, buildings. Yeah, he, he built yeah. each and one of those buildings. And it was, uh, it was placed there by the Pleasure Island Hysterical Society. Hysterical Society, yes. Not the s- historical, hysterical, hysterical society. Hysterical. Yes. 
and that detailed exactly what the backstory for each and every mm-hmm. single one of these locations were. And that's what I'm talking about, how extensive this this backstory is for this whole place. It just, it just blew me away. Mm-hmm. Absolutely blew me away. So many of those backstories, I mean, you go to Animal Kingdom and there's a ton of backstory everywhere, but they, they don't spell it out with plaques right, in right. front of each and every single location. I mean, you can look into it and you can find out and you can ask a cast member. This actually, if you could just stop and read it, it told you exactly what mm-hmm. each of these locations were how they came to be and that's a trick right guys y'all got to stop and smell the roses and actually look at the stuff that's there because there's so many details in a disney park yeah all right so now we're going to go through the timeline just to kind of touch upon give you an idea of how uh, pleasure island uh, as you once knew it came to be mm-hmm. back in 1911 uh he landed in this little particular area and decided this is where he's going to establish his little empire yes. or he didn't know it was going to be his empire but eventually this is where he built his businesses eventually his home and everything else uh, 1912, he starts fabrication. He builds his fabrication and sail making uh, plants, his buildings. So he establishes that. And of course, every good factory needs some power. So in 1913, he builds a power plant. And all this time, the family was living on the boat. And so he decided to move into a house. Mm-hmm. In 1918, he had built his little Bermuda style house, and that's where they moved in. And he was uh, pretty much landlocked for a little bit. Um, 1920, he uh, had a lot of success uh, with his research and experimental products, so he built a new canvas mill, uh, probably something bigger, uh, and with that, probably had to build something bigger, a bigger power plant to have that, uh, to power that, and so mm-hmm. therefore, uh, they had the old power plant building uh, that kind of sat in use for a little bit. 1924, he built a manufacturing plant after he sent off to China to find this fireworks pro and they came back and they built this fireworks building together. So he could started, uh, he started building, making fireworks, manufacturing so he, fireworks. He went and picked the people up when the boat from China and then brought them back. <laughs> I assume so. That's a delivery service. They're like, I will be there in another year. You better be at the <laughs> port waiting for me when I show up. Well, well even like, back in the 1920s, they had mail order Chinese <laughs> <laughs> fireworks expert. Yes. <laughs> like, no, bro, no, I, I'll come get you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll meet you in the middle of the Atlantic, you know, around five o'clock. Right there. Yep. He kept constructing. His empire kept getting bigger, guys. So 1927, he built a greenhouse because uh, the U.S. Secretary of Agriculture said, hey, man, all your little desert plants you keep collecting, we don't want it to affect the Florida, the fragile Florida ecology. So if you could do something, that'd be great. So what he decided to do, build a little greenhouse to kind of isolate it to protect his plants as well as protect the plants outside of the building. Mm-hmm. In 1929, the Artificial Intelligence Lab was built by one of his sons, Henry. What? Yep. Artificial intelligence. It was an AI, man, back yeah. in the day. Look at that. Well, I, 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 that's getting creepy. They're cloning people and stuff out <laughs> of plants and everything. Yeah. <laughs> he had screens. There was a laboratory. He even developed a computerized robot, which he called the Cellular Automaton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. And it's about this same year that uh, Meriwether decided to hand over control of the companies to his uh, sons. And he decided he wanted to get back on the boat. He got a new J-boat called the Domino mm-hmm. that he christened the Domino. And him and his daughter were going to start traveling the world again because he's an adventurer. You know, he's been landlocked enough. You know, he moved into the house in 1918, 1929. That's about 11 years where you're just sitting on land. And if you're an adventurer, he wants to get going. So that's what happened in that. I'm sure. I'm sure his wife was like, "Look, I'm tired of being on the boat. We need. We need a place to settle. We need a house." He's like, "All right, cool. Now I've been here too long. I need to get back out to see again." Mm-hmm. Where's Gilligan <laughs> and the skipper? At? Come on, let's go. And the skipper too. Yeah. <laughs> in 1937, he builds Building X. Now, what is Building X? You may say. Uh, Xavier School for Young Children. It should have been. Oh no, <laughs> he's been using Building X. <laughs> X. 
All right, so I'm going to quote from Mouse Planet real quick, just to kind of give you an idea of what Building X was, because uh, this will help later in our discussion. The mysterious Building X, which was part wind tunnel, part foundry, and part laboratory, was built in 1937 for constructing the X-Thing, an experimental flying vessel that could harness the power of the wind. What? The X-Thing. <laughs> the X-Thing. The X-Thing. Like right. that wild thing. <laughs> X-Thing. And, uh, so Do the, the damn thing. That's right. Uh, the first and only test flight was on September 1st, 1940, and prompted Pleasure, the plane's pilot and sole passenger. He was the only one in that thing. Uh-huh. Uh, in to, that thing? Yeah, in that thing. Get up on that thing. He took thing. it for everybody. He, t- he took it for the team. Ha! Yeah. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> for the team. What a trooper. It's all about pleasure. The one-man team. That's right. But, he, you know, he, he, he began broadcasting to outer space from the roof of Building X, and it was a Morse code thing that signified welcome. Yeah, and the version I heard of it, it, it was that... While he was in, details were sketchy about what happened when he actually achieved flight, yeah. and he soared off into the unknown. Unknown, yeah. But when he got back down, he started broadcasting Morse code on the top <laughs> of the building, W-E-L-C-O-M-E. Mm, wow. Which you could hear when you're walking mm. through the parks. Or used to. Sorry, sorry, guys. Y'all can't hear it at all anymore. <laughs> yeah. Just take my word for it, okay? It was there. It was there. It was there. Hey, quick trivia question, guys. What was the name of the hurricane that turned Placid Palms Resort into Typhoon Lagoon and wreaked havoc on the industrial pleasure island days of Mr. Merriweather? That would be Hurricane Connie. That would be Hurricane Connie, which took place in 1955, guys. Also within that same year, the Suns didn't do so well keeping the business going, man. They even made it bankrupt in 1955. So it was a double whammy, man. Yeah. Mm. They went bankrupt and Hurricane Kami, uh, Connie, Connie, Hurricane Connie, Communist, Hurricane Connie came through and gave him that Mike Tyson uppercut and just completely just <laughs> devastated the whole place, uppercut. man. It was crazy. That's right. Damn. But one of the interesting things about Hurricane Connie and um, y'all, you've never been to Typhoon Lagoon yet, have no, you? No, I have not. I have if not. you go to Typhoon Lagoon and you go in Gangplank Falls, as you're proceeding through the queue, you're going to find boxes. From? All throughout the queue from Pleasure's Firework Factory. That's right. Oh, because wow. it was blown. Okay, so you had this. Yes, I, yes, yes. I didn't yes. know if you were getting to it or if we just bypassed Hurricane Connie and we weren't going to talk about oh, it. Oh, no, but. that's good. Hurricane Connie was significant because yeah, she yeah. sprawled things, even Miss Tilly. Yes. Up on top of that mountain got skewered by that thing. Absolutely. That thing. That's rough. But what right. I find interesting about that is the Imagineers kept this story alive, even right. though the fireworks factory is long gone. Yes. <laughs> there's nothing. There's. This means nothing to anybody except them and Disney historians. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And that's but, what I mean by how extensive this backstory is. It's yes. insane. It just, it spans, I guess you could span, say it spans areas or parks. Either. It does. You know, it's crazy. Man, that Miss Tilly shot was like like Kobe, right? Hurricane <laughs> 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 Kyle was like, Kobe, <laughs> mountain, done. You know, Made it. And it still stands there today. That's how that ship got up there, guys. Oh, I feel absolutely. bad for the the Chinese firework guy. He came in from China. He never got to go back home. He <laughs> got stuck out there. Well, you hurricane. don't know that. No, the, the things happen. The story evolves. We just got. We're yes. going to get into each and every single one of these buildings. Each of them have a backstory. Yes. that plays out a little bit better. Well, I mean, we kind of got into that. We'll, 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 we'll get. We'll get. There. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll finish out. So Disney Imagineers in 1907 discover this place. Of course, what are they going to do? Hey, let's build it back up again. Yes. So they do it, and on May 1st, 1989, Disney's Pleasure Island opens, and brings a lot of memories to a lot of people. Yeah. Which we're about to talk about in just a little bit. Hey, quick fact, guys. Do you know what the early inspiration for the design of Pleasure Island is? Um. Uh, um. 
And uh, does someone else want to guess real quick? Uh, I mean, I could take a, I could take a guess. And this is uh, outside. This is not uh, pleasure's idea. This is the Imagineers thinking. Why, why, why they based it such like this? And and it's a, it's a specific place. It is an island as well. Viagra Island. Viagra Island. On a island. But oddly enough, same thing, man-made. What, like Honolulu or something? So you're saying it was based on, because I was thinking, so you don't mean that it was based upon like a a revitalized warehouse district kind of thing that was kind of... It was, yeah, actually it is. It's based on this place So that's what you were looking for? Mm -hmm. So this is based on this place called Granville Island in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Damn. Okay, okay, Mm -hmm. okay, okay, okay. And if you have the the show doc, I have the picture of it for you, but uh, if you pull up the website of Granville Island, and listeners, I'll post the show notes there for you. Uh, this was a warehouse district that was converted to a bunch of shops, clubs, and everything else up in Canada, mm-hmm. which uh, served as part of the early inspiration for the design of Pleasure Island. For those that visited, kind of resembled there's some warehouses and factories and everything else. Okay. You know, hence all the other backstory with the factory shops that Pleasure did. They said, hey, they did with that. We'll do it with Pleasure's uh, buildings itself because it's already there. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly enough, still standing <laughs> after all this time <laughs> <laughs> since 19 whatever, <laughs> you know? So pretty, pretty impressive. So yeah, just a fun little fact. Just a fun little fact. Fun facts. Yeah. Quick trivia question, guys. True or false? You had to pay admission fee for Pleasure Island all day. All day. All day. True or false? I feel I feel like you did have to pay originally. All day? I don't think you had to pay all day. I, I'd say all false. Day? Oh, all day. All yeah, day. so they, yeah, the question's all, all day. day. You every? had to pay an admission fee all day. What do you day. mean pay all day? All day. Like if you wanted to go in the morning, you had to pay an admission fee. If you wanted to go at night, you had to pay an admission fee. Any time of day that the uh, island was open, you paid an admission fee to get in. Wait, are you so saying... Like, so you the left, question is true or false? I know, but wait, are you saying like, so somebody comes in the bar and say, I like this place so much, I'm going to stay like all day and night, and then they like kick them out and say, no, you only pay for the morning, you got to come back and pay again for the afternoon. Well, I don't know if they ever did that. I never even tried that, but that's a good mm-hmm. idea. Uh-oh, we better, <laughs> Bob probably got an idea from that. He's like, I like that. I like I'll that. go with, uh, man, this is, this is a guess on my I'll go part. for false. Yeah, yeah, I'll go with false as well. So false, false. Okay, I'll go with true. You're Just going with true. The, question, uh, the answer is false. It was free before 7 p.m., and after 7 oh. p.m., you had you got charged a fee. I was going to uh, say, like, who's drinking at 9 in the morning? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there are some people. No, uh, yeah, me on Mardi no Gras. <laughs> me after the day after the Saints game. <laughs> no, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, oddly enough, is like, you know, I've, I've been there during today. And it mostly it's the clubs aren't open, obviously. No. It's mostly just the restaurants and the shops and stuff that are open. So yeah. there was, if you, if you wanted to drink that early in the morning, which I wouldn't have minded, you couldn't have gotten one there. At least. Right. Yeah, so yeah, the question, the, the thing is false, and when you had to go buy tickets, just to kind of tie it into Lee's show from 240 about Fort Wilderness Resort respective, uh, retrospective, the ticket booths were the restored uh, train cars from Fort Wilderness Railroad. So just to kind of tune, uh, if you want to check that out, so if you go to MOW number 240, you can hear all that retrospective mm-hmm. about how you bought tickets for that particular place. All right, one last trivia question before we delve into okay. the clubs. One last one. What Disney character is on the Pleasure Island Tonight sign located at the entrance to the island? What? Like he had a name? Oh, oh, I know you're talking about. Never mind. Yes. I, know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. I thought you were talking about the moon face oh, guy. Oh, no, no, not that guy. No, no, no. no. Guy. You're talking about the other one, the girl. Yes. yes the I, girl. I won't say. I'll let the other two guess first. <laughs> Claire, Claire Cow. Claire Cow? Claire Bell Cow? <laughs> Jesus Christ. That would be kind of awesome. She does, She delivers the milk if, punch. Yeah, when I'm thinking pleasure, I'm thinking Kyle. Yeah, well, she got six. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. You got, okay. it. got it again. Lee, anything more than a handful is a waste. <laughs> <laughs> Lee's next show, Viagra Kyle Island on there. Uh, 
by Agra Cow Island. Oh. Any, any guesses, Lee? Yeah, so he, Lee guesses um, Calibre Cow, and what do you guess? That's, it was there when we went. It mm-hmm. was? Yep. Up atop a uh, particular little structure. That's 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 tough. I mean, I'd have to just... I'll give you a hint. It's, it's a female. Female Disney character that embodies the idea of pleasure. Ain't the one I'm thinking of, I bet. Um, <laughs> say it. It's not, yeah, it's, it's it. not necessarily, it's, it's kind of an obscure one. I'll help you. It's not Jasmine. Yeah, yeah well, that's what I. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. I do that with No, I'm talking. That's uh, the first thing goes to as far as pleasure. Uh, all right. Think of a, a, a Disney character that has been portrayed as, shall we say, kind of. Um, Flirtatious. Please. <laughs> There, well, he, you couldn't have just given it away any better than that. Uh, that oh, I did not know that. So uh, she was on, she was like, what, on a billboard? Or wait, who like is a, she? Y'all hadn't named her. Y'all just assumed. Like Lee's got it. What is yeah, it? Yeah, I got it, but go ahead. Go ahead. We'll name it. He doesn't remember the name. Oh, come yeah, on. Jessica Rabbit. Yeah, Jessica, Jessica Rabbit. Thank you. Thank you. Jessica yeah. Rabbit. She was the one that was up right. atop that billboard guy. She had the whole show. That's right. Indeed. Absolutely. So. Oh, wait. One real quick quick thing before we, we move on. One thing I really like about this where they, they add a little bit of mysteriousness to this legend yeah. uh, because it's kind of a sad ending. The it man is. goes out to sea. He and his daughter are lost at sea. Presumed dead. I'm, I'm probably dead. Likely dead. According to Disney Imagineers, Quote, along the streets of this reawakened island, talking about the redone Pleasure Island, you can sometimes catch a glimpse of a portly but strangely ethereal man dressed in a yachting cap and a natty plus fours. I don't know what a plus fours is, don't ask me. Uh, (laughs) Or perhaps you'll be sitting in a restaurant booth or a cozy corner of a nightclub when you hear a voice murmur quietly, Fun for all and all for fun. That's right. Oh, I'd rather that than I know what you did last summer. <laughs> <laughs> like or, quaking my boots. <laughs> or, or like, I love you. <laughs> Come back here. What's your favorite scary movie? <laughs> You're no. purdy. You have some purdy lips. <laughs> but I like how they add yes. that little element that, okay, he's gone, but his spirit it's inhabits awesome. the island still. I love it. I love it. Maybe because we're from New Orleans and we know that stuff happens. You know, sure. The spirits, are, so we totally buy into that. But yeah, I like to think that Meriwether is traveling, well, what once was his stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and making sure that everybody's happy and still enjoying and having fun. Now, no word on Miriam. <laughs> no word on <laughs> no, no. Maybe she met a merman. <laughs> <laughs> Living it could have been in an, Atlantis. Yeah. Uh, she so. could be Ariel's mama. We Checking just, it out. We don't know. I think she met a hot German. Yeah. A hot German. <laughs> a hot German. Well, this goes into my theory of why they were lost at sea. The theory says that they were lost at sea due to a storm, right? Yes. Well, it, think about it. It's 1941. Mm-hmm. Okay. What was happening in the world in 1941? World War um, Two, right? Two, yeah. Yeah. So a German U-boat could have sunk them. <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> that's my that's my uh, hypothesis, so to speak, I guess. And, and then they, like, as they were, after they sunk them, they rescued them and fell in love? Yeah, must be. <laughs> and they sunk them. They gorgeous. They ah. suck and she like ended up swimming underwater, landing on the submarine. Like, oh, that's booty. <laughs> <laughs> that's booty. Hey, that's booty. Break her in. She's my duty to please. That's booty. That's booty. I will break you. Yes. Uh, how do we go Russian? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, from it's close enough. Like, it works, mm-hmm. right? Okay, that's right. rough, man. That's that's rough. That's my theory. I was like, 1941. Hmm, maybe a German U-boat sunk him. That's possible. Yeah, we had German U-boats in the Mississippi. That yeah. is trippy, man. Cool. Oh, sorry, hold on. Yeah. You're, you don't, your nuts don't taste good? No, it was a... It was a what? I don't know what it was a <laughs> <laughs> He's got a big old <laughs> bucket of nuts. Oh! <laughs> he's 
stuffing in his mouth. I yeah. was like, because I can't see him. So I'm like, what is he doing back there? What, what's he grab me a beer? <laughs> <laughs> it was that good? Listeners, wow. if you're wondering, Kevin Spitz never swallows. <laughs> you got that nut out, you man? There you go. Something happened. I don't know what happened. Did you lose a tooth? Oh, it feels like it. Are you serious? Maybe I did. Did Rock. you spit out a piece of a tooth? It was awfully country. It might have been like my filling. Damn. You lost a filling. Maybe. Wow. We should be getting hazard pay for this, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, wow. Yeah, that feels weird. Yo, you need to sue the peanut man. What kind of nuts is in there? <laughs> yeah, that dude, look at him. He's practically flashing his wealth at you with his monocle and his yeah. top hat and cane. <laughs> look at that. He's got money, Kevin. <laughs> I got more money than Monopoly, man. Oh, wow. I should go to the dentist. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, are you all right? <laughs> ah, it's like something. I think something's missing. <laughs> there's there's something missing in your mouth. <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't hurt, but I think I, a piece of my tooth broke off. Damn. Well, you should be able to have it then in your hand. You or don't in feel a little. But I, I think I chewed it, thinking it was a peanut. <laughs> you chewed your tooth. You swallowed your tooth. Dude, no, no, I did. I, I just spit it out in here. I think. That's Do you want to go through the? <laughs> wow, okay. that's look, the debris. Do you want to take a breather or something? No, no, I'm good. I mean, I'm not in pain. I'm just like. I, you sure? Is yeah. this something that like a two hours from now you could be like ah? Something though. Yeah, what happened? Oh, so There's no, no blood. Oh, y'all want to look? No, no I don't. No, I'll take your word for it. I just truth be told, I haven't been in the dentist in a while. It's it's kind of sad on my part. But how long? I mean, at least seven years or so. Holy yeah, yeah. yeah. You you're overdue. For, I'm overdue. Yeah, yeah. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, what they do? <laughs> they, I mean, it's not like they could put steroids in your teeth. You know, what I mean, like right. just kind of well, fluoride. It's like a steroid. <laughs> not really. I thought it was more like a aesthetic or nah, something. Nah, it, it was a joke. Man. Okay, <laughs> fluoride. <laughs> All right, guys. So now let's do- dive into the clubs, man. This was uh, um, the f- a lot of the fun that happened with Pleasure Island. They had all the different types of clubs that you could experience. Uh, everything from 70s to 80s to like a type dance party to country to R&B, whatever else. So we're kind of going to go through each of the clubs and, you know, kind of what they became and a little bit of the backstory of each. So let's say let's start with this one. Open in 1989, close in 1998. This is the Neon Armadillo. That has to be a country club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow! It was, Western, it, was right? a, it was a definitely country club. Leave it to uh, the man from Texas. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, yeah, I was like armadillos, my time, my kind of place. <laughs> <laughs> and just kind of give you a little idea what the structure is. If you remember that greenhouse I was talking about earlier, uh, where you know the U.S. Secretary of Agriculture asked Meriwether to build to protect you know his fauna from their surrounding fauna, uh, this is what that particular building became. Quick trivia question for you, Kevin. Hey, what you got? And the rest of you guys. What nickname did the U.S. Secretary of Agriculture give to Meriwether Adam Pleasure? Ah, I know this one. I probably should answer. He came to visit. Yes, Lucky. What do you call a side chick? He says Lucky. No, no, not Lee. Wouldn't say you. Side chick. (laughs) Side chick. (laughs) (laughs) Senior side chick. That is wrong in so many ways. Kevin? The Grand Funmeister. The Grand Funmeister. Yes. Grand Funmeister. <laughs> That's right. I like side chick better. <laughs> side tooth. <laughs> not, not to be confused with the heat miser or the, <laughs> the frost miser. miser or the, or the, miser. No, the Grand Funmeister. The Grand Funmeister. Not Meister. 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 Okay. Yep. So, yeah, Neon Armadillo is exactly what Lee said. It's a country little bar. And then it, it, it was open from. 89 to 98. Why'd I call it the Neon Armadillo? 
Oh, yeah. Why, why do they call it the Neon Because of the radioactive armadillo walked by it? No, because when the building was rediscovered in 1989, again, getting to that rich, rich backstory, when mm-hmm. the building was rediscovered in 1989, come to find out that greenhouse with all the cactuses, it had been taken over by a family of armadillos. <laughs> in Florida. In Florida. Which happens. But all the time. All the time. How, how many miles is it from Texas to Florida? That's a lot. Those armadillos traveled a long way. Well, they might have settled or in Florida long before they, you know, they they settled into that place. They might have hitched a ride on the boat. You know, a little you know, boat. Back a, a, hay, a hay truck or a Bucky's truck probably traveled down there with an armadillo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little armadillos with their little bitty fingers hitchhiking. <laughs> <laughs> I love how everybody, hey, the Chinese guy, <laughs> the bang master who's brought in as a fireworks expert, no one had a problem with that one. The armadillos, I'm calling foul. <laughs> Don't tell me there were no armadillos in Florida. Right. We love animals. What do you mean? He brought so in. that was why it was called the Neon Armadillo. They were immortalizing that family of armadillo in Neon. Damn. Nice. That's nice. right. Very they didn't good. get a cut of the profits. Go ahead. So, yeah. So, it featured uh, the greatest young rising country music stars. You were talking about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then operated until 1998 before becoming... The BET Soundstage Club. That's right. In 1998, uh, which uh, did a lot of hip-hop, R&B, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, it used VJs, a la MTV. Yes. And, and BET, of course, you know, it was a, is a TV station as well. That mm-hmm. kind of yeah. owned that. Put their club on it. I was actually in there when it was the BET Soundstage Club. Not... Uh, I did that during the day. They held like a private party thing for us. Oh. Uh, for this little convention thing I was doing. But, yeah, uh, did yeah, the dishes kind of show up? <laughs> Bobby, Bobby, I, I wish. Thing. That would have been awesome. Chate Boa, Kevin Campbell. Yeah. Did y'all ever go into that club? The BET Sound? No. Well, no. either or. Like Neon Armadillo or the BET Soundstage Club. Uh, no. no I don't Neon think. Armadillo was way before my time of being able to go in. Mm-hmm. And I, not that it was before my time. I mean, it was been 1998. I could have gone in, but I mean, a I mean, the country western scene would have not have right. appealed to me in any yeah, fashion. Right. I uh, saw 48 Hours. I don't think I <laughs> too well in there. <laughs> There's a new sheriff. That's <laughs> yeah, right. There's Reggie Hammond. <laughs> well, no, I, never been. Yeah. There. No, I thought it was really cool. It was like a two level place. It was. Yeah. yeah. I remember reading about that. You go in. There was a bar, and then you could also go downstairs. It, it looked a lot bigger than what you thought. When you saw it from the street level of, of Pleasure Island. Because a lot of those places that were like two level, I mean, we'll, we'll get into mm-hmm. it, as we, but a lot of those places were like that. Yeah, yeah. but in the facades that you saw up front didn't really depict that. But once you got in there, it was mm-hmm. like walking into a Harry Potter tent. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it just started, just blossomed out and opened up into everything else. Mm-hmm. Pretty crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. So that was in the Armadillo. It became the BET Club in 98, and then it took it all the way till it closed. That's right. And when did it close? 2007. No, eight. 2008, that's 2008. right, September, September 27th, 2008, 2008. Yes, yes. and its former site is now part of what is the... The Edison, yes. That's right. I was yes. like, what? That is right. That is part of that site. That it is crazy. At least yeah. to my estimation, looking at the old map and seeing where it's yeah. located and everything like that, that site is now part of what the Edison uh, what the Edison is now. I just okay. would have liked to have seen the BET side stage, but since I could, it's an indie heartbreak for me. To, I remember like, passing out in front of it all the time. And like, again, much like the country thing, it was like, yeah, this ain't for me. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You mean like, like back in those days, you would have needed like one of those zoot suits to kind of come in and, and, and do that. But. Like like Morris Day in the Time? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, wow. Back back in 2007, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> zoot suits were big in those days, and that, that never goes out of style. You, you got yourself a zoot suit? Oh, if I could have pulled it off back then, I, I would have. I think like now I could have afforded to do it. But I would still do the, the time dance i, I totally right. i would still do the bird <laughs> absolutely all right we'll yeah. have to get that on our uh, youtube channel what? Sure. hallelujah <laughs> you just said that to everyone out there you're gonna do the bird 
I, I had no problem with that. All right. You All right. Break so, a hip. <laughs> yeah, that, maybe a leg. You're right. You <laughs> I ain't getting a, no younger. You break a tooth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that is this. This might be because when BET was like singly owned, mm-hmm. I'm talking about the company itself. Right. And then the guy sold it out to Viacom. So I don't know if they had any sort of discrepancy with the club after Viacom bought BET out. When did Viacom buy a buy BET? I want to say like 2005, something like that. I know there was at one point that BET did remove their branding uh, because it, it, because there's a, a story saying that they did not want to be part of a, a place that was kind of getting dilapidated or neglected. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, they removed their branding BT, but the soundstage club wording was still there, and you, but you could still see the shadow because, of course, you know the paint didn't fade behind it. <laughs> yeah, uh, of where the BET logo used to be. That at least that's the story I read about, about all that. So they pulled out early before it just completely <laughs> got shut out. Well, and that that kind of gets into some of the reasons why Pleasure Island ultimately closed, which if we have time for, we'll get to. Yeah, Absolutely, okay. yes, yes. All right, so the next club let's talk about is the Zephyr Rock and Roller Dome. Uh, Zephyr spelled X-Z-F-R, which is a very unique spelling. If you remember that little wind tunnel and laboratory that he developed, uh, the unique flying machine, this is that particular structure. That's that building. And uh, it was originally designed to be a skating rink so you can skate and dance. Mm-hmm. You do all those kind of things. Um, eventually, over time, it, it dropped the, uh, It became the Zephyr Rock and Roll Beach Club. And then eventually, over time, it dropped the Zephyr part and just became the Rock and Roll Beach Club. Yeah, this is the one where he broadcast from the roof, correct? Uh, the x Yes, yes. Yes. Oh, he broadcast the roof is on fire. Mm-hmm. We don't need the water. Let's, so, uh, and this one also, kind of like we were saying, Kevin, it, it featured a central dance floor and a second level yes. roller coaster. Uh, I'm sorry, roller coaster. What? Roller, <laughs> roller, roller <laughs> skating uh, rink. That would have been awesome, a roller coaster. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rock and roller coaster. Oh. Wait, so there's a dance floor at the bottom and then there's a roller skate rink at the top? Yes. I would have that, rather be yeah. the other way around because I would not want somebody to dangerous. fall off the rail. Yeah, I would not want somebody to fall off the rail because they can't skate and land Well, I don't think the roller skating arena was would be open. I would have to go ahead and see some video of that, but I do not believe it would be open for you to Oh, right. so it's just fall. a cheap level. Yes, yes. Not like, uh, not like a, uh, uh, what is that called? Uh, with the railing and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Oh, yeah, yeah, where you can kind of look down yeah. onto what's right, happening okay. on the on the lower floor. No, 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 no. You, I, I would think, and again, I could be mistaken on this because this lasted a year. I wonder why. Maybe even oh, less. Right. <laughs> I'm right. sure the insurance premiums were a little high on that one. Right. And as, I'm also thinking, like, if I just spent my day walking around Disney parks for like eight, ten, twelve hours, the last thing I would want to do is put on a pair of roller skates. Can I tell you, Lee, and, and that's what we're going to get, like, again, we're getting into some mm-hmm. of the reasons why these, these places probably close down. Like, they, they, everyone loved Pleasure Island. Yes. Yeah, no doubt right. about it. When you went there, you loved it. But there were elements of it. I mean, there's a reason why uh, places like the uh, Adventurers Club mm-hmm. were a little bit more popular. I mean, being on your feet, dancing. <laughs> yes. Uh, right. Roller skating, yeah. whatever. After a long day, I mean, I don't care who you are. You're on your week-long vis- Disney vacation. If you're an average guest. Now, locals, you're fine. They yeah. can go in there. They can have a good time. And who knows? Maybe that's what they were trying to uh, appeal to. That sounds bit. about right. That makes sense. Yeah. But can we all just take a moment to give Michael Eisner uh, like, props Props for yes. having the balls to do this? The chutzpah? The chutzpah. chutzpah. That the chutzpah. is some amazing set of balls to do this, to say, hey, listen, we're Disney. We're going to have a roller skating arena and serve alcohol. Let's do this. <laughs> what well, like How fearless was this? It I was mean, awesome. He, he quickly realized his mistake, but that's 
Man, does that not yes. sound like fun? It, yeah, does. it does. It does. Actually, like, I wouldn't mind having a drink watching other people roller skate and fall. Like, even in the concept art, there were people falling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you can't drink and skate. I mean, you know, that's dangerous. They knew this was an issue going into it. And he was like, ah, screw it. It's, like, <laughs> he didn't care. And then suddenly, yeah, okay, now the lawsuits are coming in. Gotcha. No, no more. That's now it's the Rock and Roll Beach Club. Sorry. <laughs> it's in concept art. People are Yeah, it, it didn't last that long as a roller rink thing. Okay. But yeah. yeah go oh, go, go, go no, ahead. I was just going to say that this club, uh, you know, was known for having live band playing covers as well as goofy DJs. That's the tagline. No, overall, goofy, that does sound like goofy fun. DJs. If, if, you're, if you're somebody, you're right. Like, if you're our age at this point, you probably wouldn't worry about it. But yeah, if you're in your, what? late teens early 20s this is probably a good hangout spot to go ahead you know have your date you know have a party but at the same time just kind of keep everything in one place so i mean yes as far as the concept yeah all jokes aside that is a very brazen yeah no just a club hopping in of itself i mean you really you've got a little bit of everything over there i mean we can kind of sum it up at the end but already you've got country music yep (laughs) if you like that you got well, then, then that yeah, rock and roll, rock yeah, and roll, rock yeah. and roll. Took all the there, roller out. skating, um, and we're talking about stuff that just that initially opened. Yeah, those kind of things. Yeah. So I mean, as we get into, it, you're going to see that it, it each club provided a unique experience, and you could have gone club hopping and really had a great time. Yeah, it appealed to a lot of different people. Sure. Right, it keeps the money centralized as well. Mm-hmm. So that's a good idea. All right, the area that the rock and roller dome, the the what became rock and roll beach club, that it, the area that it used to occupy. What is it now? Trivia question. Empty. What is it now? Nope. <laughs> what is it now? Uh, Mad Max Thunderdome. Mad Max is Characters Thunderdome. in Flight. <laughs> is it? What is it now? Is it? Is it where they? Uh, skaters in Flight. I'll I'll give you a hint. Wait, it's, it's a place that at okay. least three of us have been before. Jack Lindsay's. There you go. Oh, no kidding. The former site of the Zephyr uh, Rock and Roller Dome. Is now the site of Jack. Jack I was gonna say I thought it was gonna be the place where they did the. Remember we saw it was like these. What is it like roller boats or something? Remember they had boathouse. Like, oh, yeah. 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 yeah, I was gonna say that at first, but then yeah, the, the we'll, we'll get to that when you you can guess which that what that took the place of as well. No, but all right, Jack Lindsay's ad that makes sense. That was a cool. That's a cool area. That is a cool area. Well. Transiting to another club, I have a couple of trivia questions for you guys. Oh, here we go. This one I asked. First of all, what was the only club when this is when it opened? What was the only club specifically for people under twenty one? Club Soda, Videopolis, Videopolis <laughs> East, East. Yes, Videopolis East. Going along with that, what was Videopolis East modeled after? Max Headroom. <laughs> <laughs> it should be. <laughs> da, 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 yeah. <laughs> What uh, was it modeled after? What, like Dance Fever? No, it sounds more modern. Like it's like a teen club. Yeah, that's what I. But hey, it, it's funny you say that, Lee. There's a reason why it sounds modern. But we'll get into it when we get into the backstory. But, it, but do you, any idea what it was modeled after? It was. I thought it was like. I'll give you a hint. It was another park. Another park. Yep. What? So at Epcot? No, 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 not Epcot. I want to think if this is the place I went to a long time ago. No, I don't think it lasted that long. Yeah, no? it, mm-hmm. it didn't last that long for you to have gone there. Again, this is one of those ones that by the time I could experience it, it was gone. So, I right, video. What is it? Videopolis. Videopolis yes. East is what you saw at Pleasure Island. It was Island. run by Thermopolis. <laughs> <laughs> he was into guns and drugs. drugs yeah. And Max <laughs> kills cops for a living. <laughs> Give Max Ryan a plug. Right. <laughs> Let's see if any listeners gets that right. Yes, there you go. You got that one? You, did you? No, I didn't. Okay, that okay, yeah, uh, that was obscure. That's no, that right. one really didn't obscure, but okay, yeah. So uh, another park. Okay, so I was going to say it was doing like 
you know, like top, like a top music. I thought it was like a VJ movie, mm-hmm. uh, which called music video, what a bunch kinda. of screens. And yes, stuff, yeah. that's what I. That's what I. The pictures I saw. That's what I took at the big. Well, from what I was reading, it was it was modeled after the original Videopolis in Disneyland's uh, Fantasyland. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, that's why it was called East. That's why it's called Videopolis East. Oh, okay. it was Videopolis East and Videopolis West. West, exactly. Yeah, interesting. But, huh. Yeah, Lee, it's, it's interesting you say that it sounds modern, and, and there's a reason for that because this was housed. This club was housed in the building that was the Artificial Intelligence Lab by Henry Pleasure. Aha! Yes. Oh, there you go. yeah. If you remember, it had like the uh, the cellular automaton, not a whole business and screens and labs and everything else. Uh, so yeah, that's where this was built on, and only lasted about maybe a year, year and a half or so. Well, robot bartenders are expensive. What I got on that was that uh, while Awkward Stewart, because they called him Awkward, Awkward Stewart, Stewart, it wasn't yeah. just Stewart. Uh, while he pursued the sporting life when when not nursing uh, an injury, Henry was known as the mad genius mad. of Lake Buena Vista. I mean, it's he mad. was just yes. mad, mad, mad genius, mad, mad. Bruh. mad man. And mad he's man. the one who developed the cellular automaton. Mm-hmm. That's how it all came to be. Because when the video, when the building was rediscovered, the autumn automaton was still found alive and thriving which mm-hmm. guided the rebuilding into videopolis east, east I, I could yes. see where that could kind of run into a problem like people like i just want a soda to get motor oil instead you know all kind of crazy stuff <laughs> so it did it featured new wave and alternative music with video screens all over the club so i yes. had that right okay yes that is correct okay and in fact when it got renamed cage in april 7th my birthday in 1990 cage uh, it featured music videos on 170 monitors, just uh-huh. like Videopolis East. And when it became Cage, it, it featured more progressive adult music. Yeah, I heard underground atmosphere, like uh, alternative music. Yes. That's what I heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, Cage. it closed in 1992 and it reopened as 8-Tracks. Yes. Probably one of my favorite oh, clubs, okay. which I probably did a lot of time in. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, on and Pleasure then, Island. I don't even know that's why that Eli went. familiar. Maybe just yes. from you guys talking about it so much, but... I feel like y'all have talked about that particular club before. Yes. Oh, yeah, I've had a lot of fun in that club. Yeah. I have a lot of memories. Basically, what it was, listeners, it, mostly it was a 70s club, you know, and they had the lighted dance floor and everything else. But one night a week, Thursday, it was an 80s night. And not only was it an 80s night, it was also cast member night. So that was a lot of fun uh, mixing and mingling uh, with the people that work there as well as just like you know, enjoying music that I grew up with, mm-hmm, yeah. you know, that we all grew up with in that particular club. And then after that, the next day, it just reverted back to a 70s club as well. That was a huge dance floor. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. That was a huge, like there was nobody bumping into each other, spilling drinks like Except on Thursday. I can tell you what. On Thursday <laughs> when I would go. Except on Thursday. On huh? 80s night, cast member night, that sucker was packed. Wow. It was awesome. It was great. You know the DJ was he was he was very interactive. It was it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. People doing you know like eighties dances and stuff. It was it was crazy. Oh wow! People were doing the centipede what is break dancing around there? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> break dance. Yeah, probably so. Everybody I don't, I don't brought their cardboard yeah. boxes, brought them out on the dance floor, and start having like break offs. I can still remember seeing the the logo on the. It was like rainbow colors yes, and yes. everything outside. Yes. It was. It there was, was always a line. I remember doing it. And and the coolest thing was if you walked around, like if you were off of the dance floor and you walked around, they had that sit down video game stuff. That you used to have. Do y'all remember those? They I didn't have a lot of them. But there's a couple. Yeah, yeah, of them. yeah. Like you, two people could sit across from each other, and it was a flat surface. Yeah. Pac-Man, yeah. Galaga. I know Not, what you're talking about. Yeah, nine yeah. times out of ten, people weren't playing the game, but they did set their drinks on the table. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember seeing that. Yeah, but I thought it was just the that coolest cool. thing. Yeah, it, it wasn't a lot. They were interspersed all throughout the club on the outer edges. Mm-hmm. So unless you were kind of walking around making the rounds <laughs> before you settled onto a spot. 
um, you wouldn't have seen them. You know, went directly. I love alternative music. I love that mm-hmm. sound. But I mean, that is hard. If you get a dance floor like that, that's hard to dance to that. Unless you're like banging into one another. <laughs> much. Big old mosh pit. I mean, yeah, I, I can totally understand why they made the change to eight tracks. And that, yeah. that was a lot more fun. Well, they had yeah. the Charlie Brown dance that went with uh, alternative music where people just put their hair from side to side and just kind of like move their arms yeah. around as well besides yeah. doing the mosh pit stuff. But I, I was just going to say, I remember, you correct me if I'm wrong, though, Kevin, like it had another floor to it, right? Yeah, it did. That it was did. like a total chill area. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, I, I remember like the time I went, I was like, all right, this is cool. Everybody's staying around. But I remember getting a drink, kind of going up to the top, mm-hmm. just sitting, like really comfortable chair, just kind of sitting, mm-hmm. looking down like Scarface at a club. So, like, <laughs> that is accurate. That <laughs> is true. That was mine, man. That yeah. was one of my favorite clubs on that property. And, uh, I, you know, I still miss it to this day. That, that, was, was, that, was, cool. that was a hoot. That All was right, cool. This is going to be slightly harder, so I'm not even going to ask as a question. What is it currently? Where is the former site of it? It is currently now retail space for Disney Springs, which w- would be like the Art of Shaving, Sound Lion, Sanook, Erwin uh, Pearl, uh, a couple others. So, uh, uh, yeah, sad. Yeah. Very, very sad. It'd be really cool if they opened like a record store, like a retro record store that we could buy like, because like vinyl is coming, I see a lot of vinyl coming back now in stores and stuff. So. Yeah, you know, I was at uh, Target today and they had some vinyl out. Not much. I mean, I think it's yeah, but I mean, more than you've ever probably seen in the last twenty years for like current sure. music, for like current music or like for like peaches and herb or something like that. No, maybe. I mean they have some current music, they have some old music like being re-released, but even some modern artists are putting their stuff out on vinyl as an as an option wow i was saying it sounds better it's the, the compression is not the same as like an mp3 for those that are techies yeah <laughs> but yeah you, i still like to listen to music in my car though yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and i like to know where like a track is i do like yeah, that advantage like too. record players like guessing like where it's supposed to be like you really have to be aware of that record to say what part <laughs> it's literally like drop the needle right <laughs> right pretty much <laughs> And I used to hate if you missed it, but like, yep. oh, well, record's ruined. Yep. Yeah. Record. yeah, for everybody. All right. <laughs> All right. So this next club, another one of my favorite clubs. It was happened to be built in the old power plant that served Pleasure Island that we were talking about before. This at first was known as the Pleasure Thespian Players, but was soon ah. known as the Comedy Warehouse. Uh, and uh, one of the probably one of the best, if not better, improv groups I've seen in my life. Live and in person. Unbelievable. You know, it was, uh, first of all, it was almost like, if I remember correctly, it was like stadium seating-ish, kind of, and you sat on stools and you had your drinks. I think you could order a couple of things to munch on as well if you wanted to, Uh, but the stuff that they did uh, improv-wise was just absolutely amazing. It was an art. This is the one I kicked myself for because I never really stayed. I would peek my head in. Like, you know, it was always, I'm going to the Adventures Club. Let me run across the street real quick and see what's going on in there. And and this is another thing that I, I hate that I missed out on, but they had the best. They did a, a parody Disney show. Oh, yeah. Called Forbidden Disney. That if you have not looked that up on YouTube, you need to look it up. It was Disney spoofing a Disney vacation. <laughs> and it was brilliant. It was really brilliant. My favorite they, so they would do songs in between the the you know the little bits. It was almost like a big show, and then as Kevin appropriately, it became an improv group. And again, it was improv by the time I got there. But prior to this, and you can still find it online, they 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 would do this whole long show, and it would be like a 30, 40 minute show, spoofing your Disney vacation, uh, making fun of standing in line and. You know, what you call all this, you know, how tough it was to be a character and everything like that. There, there was a song that they did. It was done to the, song, to the beat of um, 
to the lyrics of uh, Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, Super yes. and it was called Super Friendly Conscientious Disney World Employees. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it was sung by three Disney World employees. One was like a cast member. One was, uh, uh, not, one was a, a character. One was a sweeper, and one was a hostess. And they just, you know, sung about their lives as a cast member. And at the end of it, like, the one who did the character, you know, sings about how he gets home and he beats his dog. <laughs> you know, it's just like, because he has to prove his manhood when his boss is a mouse. Uh, it, it was just so funny. It was the, awesome. The show was so funny. I really wish I could have had a chance to see that live. Yeah, I think that's good to still stand around if it came back for sure. I oh, mean, yeah. That, that yeah. was just incredible. Most of the jokes, I mean, you just got to update some of the, but I mean, most of them are still relevant. Absolutely. There was one where the hostess was talking about how, you know, uh, one time in line, a baby was born, and da 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 da. da but the punchline is, is that the baby was conceived while still waiting in line. <laughs> <laughs> no fast passes for you. Oh, and I remember, funny. like, somebody plays like there was a guy playing the fairy godmother, and like to open up the gates, he had to do the. Uh, how's the how's the how's the the bibbity bobbity boo? Yeah, but how's it go? Like, yeah, but he says, and he says, time to make some moolah. It was just funny. And then he makes a raid. That'd be all. That was such a great place. It was. Absolutely great place. Absolutely. So, yeah, did so did we uh, get into what it ended up becoming? Not yet. Not we yet. have not. Or was there more information we wanted to say about it? No, that's all I had. That's all I had. That was one of the ones that lasted from pretty much almost opening to begin ending of Pleasure Island. That was uh, one of the mainstays. So to add a little bit more to that backstory, I mean, this is kind of nothing, but it was a little in-joke that they added to the little plaque. Not in-joke, but a little silly joke. Uh, founded by Mrs. Isabella Pleasure, the players specialized in elaborate Central Florida historical pageants, including the Seminole Song of the Seminole. <laughs> Song of the Seminole. Uh, you you got to love that imaginary It's humor. like the player's ball. Yeah. That's what that was. <laughs> Everybody was strutting in their suits with the canes and stuff. Like posing. So I, I guess Isabella, the wife, enjoyed comedy while her, her husband was off in adventuring with the daughter. Yeah, well, and, and he appreciated drama as well, from yes. what I read. So I mean, yeah. uh, I'm sure it, uh, he he would like that. Uh, what you call the thespian players? His, Isabella was into the art of improv. Yeah, <laughs> explore the space. How do I get these armadillos out of my greenhouse? So it is currently the home of, and I don't think y'all would know this one because I didn't know this. I had to look this one up. Okay. Uh, even when I saw what was there, I'm mm -hmm. like, really? I had to make sure to double check it. It's home of STK Orlando. Uh, that's a restaurant, like a steak steakhouse. Right? It's an oh, ultra-modern steakhouse. steakhouse with an innovative menu, in-house DJ, and stunning outdoor patio is how they describe it. I don't know it. Oh, that makes sense. You take the vowels out of steak and you have, you have STK. 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 Gotcha. That's right. Still like players. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to open a burger shop. Call it Brigger. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get you a Brigger, boy. Good. I'll open a donut shop named Dunt. Dunt. <laughs> 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 All right. So All right. that's a comedy up? warehouse. Yes, right. there's a comedy warehouse. Lazy dames. <laughs> yes. All right, guys, we're going to hit pause on our discussion here, man. We just have just so much to talk about because, like I said, this was a very extensive backstory and a, just a lot it of is. ground to cover. 
lots of stuff did lots of reminiscing to do yes 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 and it was a lot of fun just to remember all these things because i mean we, we got to experience these things and, and and it was a very magical time in disney world absolutely yes. yeah we're going to uh, continue discussion next week so you definitely want to tune in for that to listen to the rest of this because like i said it only gets better it only gets better and uh, what are you going to do next week watch a super bowl no it's it's fraudulent it's not real it's fraudulent. <laughs> Saints are at home, but we should be there. We got a bad call and all that nonsense that happened Crooked. there. Yeah, yeah, don't watch. Don't watch. Foot. Boycott the Super Bowl. Listen to the Magic Our Way podcast. There you go. You'll be better off for it. <laughs> yes, yes, and you'll, you'll you you may even dance or two. Who knows? It'll be pleasure from Los Angeles and you're a Rams fan. Go watch it. Yeah, Go you watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, same no, thing. no, no will against the Rams or yeah. anything like that. They look that not their fault. We yeah, would have taken no. the same thing. Yeah. Patriots fans, you can cheer, you know, you can, you can cheer. Those damn refs, man. That's the yeah, refs, that's the ref, man. Yeah. All the take, all day, yes. all day. Did you say one of them used to play for the Rams? I think somebody told no, me. No, no, that, that was, was a, a rumor. Yeah, that was a rumor, Because yeah. somebody was an original ref that w- that had played for the Rams, was supposed to ref that game, but then got pulled. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I want to say like three of the four people who did ref the game were from Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, that's the whole thing. It's it wasn't. And look, I don't think it was a conspiracy or anything involved with it whatsoever. I think they, got, they just got the, the call so egregiously wrong. Yeah. wrong. It, it's, you know what it's like? And I... I look at it like it's like watching Back to the Future 2. At some point, the timeline skewed off into this alternate 1985. <laughs> That's where we're at. At some point, we were supposed to go this way, but we are in some alternate timeline where reality, what should have happened, didn't happen we skewed off in this alternate path and yeah. that's why we have this fraudulent super bowl and, and again no offense to the two teams playing both are worthy uh competitors mm-hmm. uh it's just yeah the nfl just had nothing going on in terms of being able to it was officiate i properly. think i think uh goodell still has something against us from body gate that's that's my personal oh opinion. he does have a hard on that's my personal us. opinion yeah you know because i'll say this and i'll, I'll walk away if you have three refs and they have to like try to figure out what's right, what's wrong, there's a huge screen <laughs> in the dome. And well, technically, they're not supposed to look yeah, at the screen. Yeah, they're not supposed to look at the screen. Yeah. They're supposed to like look at one another and say, what did you see? And yeah. if some guy comes yeah. running along and uh-uh. says, don't throw that flag. I saw it. I saw it clear as day, and this is exactly what happened. And that guy happens to be wrong, and every other official goes, well, we don't think so, but okay, you well, said I, it. All right, well, I mean, look, I had a job. I had a job at the NBA at one point where those refs come together later come aside together. from the game and they look over and it's like, oh yeah, I see what you're saying. And they have to look at oh, footage do to that. do it. Yeah, these refs do the same thing. They do it via conference call, but they do that. Yeah. 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 Like, I'm not even now that mad about the guy who called it because the guy who called it, I legitimately feel like he thought he saw that he wasn't impacted. I have a problem with the guy who saw the play, reached for the flag and said, oh, this guy says no, I'm going to disregard completely what I saw. Uh, and not throw the flag. Yes. I have a problem with that guy. I have a problem with the other guys who saw it. But whatever it is, it is what it is. It is what it All is. we're saying is there's no reason to watch a Super Bowl unless you're a Patriots fan or a Rams fan. Otherwise, listen to part two of Pleasure Island. Because well, which will bring you some happiness for sure. Yes. It's very pleasurable. It it's a very pleasurable episode. And it happiness, is. yes. So enjoy that, guys. And uh, we'll see you next week for that one. We guys, we guys, <laughs> we guys do a show. Yeah, I'm so happy that all I gotta say is my weekend. You guys, 
Yeah, well, we hope you enjoyed that discussion. Pleasure Island, man. MagicRoyway.com is where you can find us. You can also get in touch with us in the following ways. You can shoot us an email at show at MagicRoyway.com. You can leave us a voicemail via our SpeakPipe widget on the homepage. Or you can call and text us at 1-815-MO-WEEKEND. That is 1-815-MO-WEEKEND. 669-4226. And, of course, we got a couple guys to do things outside of the podcast. First of all, we got Eli. He does things with comics. Eli, tell me what you got going on. Oh, yes. As, of course, you know the story. It's all about the glory. You can visit the site at ivorycomics.com. Check out all work I have for Project Geisha, Savages, Bali Be Damned. Also, a link to this podcast so you never miss a thing. And there's blogs and interviews, all kind of good stuff. Uh, Facebook.com, Eli H. Ivory. You can find me there. Again, all people are welcome, unless you're a bot. Thank you very much. Project Geisha has own Facebook page, and you can also visit me on Instagram, eivory504, and Twitter, Hancock1066. So as always, I appreciate the support, and I'll keep on drawing if you keep on reading. Thank you very much. Wuss. What? You're a wuss. For what? You didn't go, like, relevant. You defaulted. I well, Defaulted to what? I you say that all the time. defaulting closing. Like, you you really what? Make, you make a reference to something we discussed in the show. <sighs> Man, well, I mean, I could say something like, well, when I'm not talking about Pleasure Island or guys who make Pleasure Island that talk to gods and get swept away. When I'm away. not voguing at mannequins, how about that? You I know vogue at mannequins. I'm scared of mannequins. When I'm not trying to eat people that are made from ashes of other people. Let's see the time dance. Come on, one time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Two times. Oh, 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 oh. No, that does not... That the bird does not go with that song. That's I, true. You're that, right. You totally got to play the bar stay with that. And I'm working on bringing back the BET Soundstage too. You better Thank be you careful. All of a sudden, Kevin went from one hand on the laptop to two. Watch out now. He's looking joke. for something. And the band. <laughs> I told you. Before we say goodnight, there's one song I need to hear. It's from Morris Day and the Time. Can you guys do the bird? What did you find? From Motown to your town. Good night. Thanks for watching. Hit it. Hit the bird. Come on, y'all. Motown Live. Right, I love that song. You know, do it again? No, you gotta get up. I gotta get up and do you it? You gotta get up. Kevin's gotta get his phone out. Oh, wow, man. <laughs> 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 America! Have you heard? <laughs> We've got a brand, brand new dance, and it's called the bird. <laughs> you don't need to hide it. You're gonna flap. Yeah! You just need two arms and an attitude. <laughs> and everybody sing with me. Come on, y'all. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh, that's. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Morris! <laughs> I'm out of breath. That was winded. Yes, <laughs> like that was like nine seconds of cardio you just did. There. I did, and I should have been you, drinking man. before doing that. <laughs> I'm about to say you look good now, man. I you take back out? the wuss comment. Good for you. Yes. No, no, I appreciate the challenge. I withdraw, I withdraw the wuss comment. I no, I appreciate the challenge. So you know, well, I, thank you for that, Eli. All the opinions that. and challenges are obviously welcome on this podcast because I would yes. not do that anywhere else for anybody else. Yeah, yeah Lee, top that motherfucker. <laughs> 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 well, if you want to book a vacation, 
to uh, see Eli do the bird here in New Orleans or go down to see what Pleasure Island we used to be or what's there now, you can do so through Lee. Lee, tell them, Lee, tell them how to do this. Uh, just give me a call at 832-570-5490. That's 832-BABY, DON'T HURT ME, DON'T HURT ME, NO MORE. It's E32BBYDNT. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Get on the dance floor. You can uh, email me at lee at magicourway.com. And as always, check out the Facebook page at facebook.com slash lost travel. That's L A S T O V I C A travel. And if you do that, we'll get you hooked up and booked up with no pleasure, Vika. Well, extra pleasure, Vika, actually. Oh, okay. Right on. <laughs> Tell him this V. Tacotarian. Tacotarian. What? Tacotarian. Eli totally outshined you on this one, Lee. Oh. Do better next time. I'll try. Yes. You, gotta, you gotta film yourself doing the dance. Yes. Yeah, you'll get your second chance in a couple minutes. <laughs> <laughs> third wall, third fourth wall. Fourth and, wall, uh, fourth wall. And I say he didn't have an excuse because now he, he, everything that we discussed in the first one, in the second one, he can pull from. Yes, he can. He's good. So. And guys, if you want to support all this, you can do so through the following ways. You can click on the affiliate links on our website. You can also buy some beignets and support the show that way. You can also represent the Moeka Nation wherever you go by purchasing some clothing from our shop. And the easiest way to support us is to leave a rating, interview, and iTunes or wherever you download the show, whether it's Stitcher, Blueberry, Google Play, Music, etc. And remember, we are part of the BS Podcast Network, whose motto is we speak our minds so you don't have to. So be sure to support our partners in podcasting over there. And we thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to us and making us a part of your Disney fan life. We appreciate you and love hearing from our listeners. All opinions are welcome on the Magic Ari Podcast, so get in touch with us today. So, weekends, ladies and gentlemen, we say Quaharini. My name is Morris. <laughs> and I'm Jerome. Magic out. Time out. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hallelujah. I have every intention of eating those bananas for breakfast, but I still somehow end up with tacos. Congaloosh. Hey guys. Hey, you hear that? Yeah. Yes. You know what that is? Tony Bennett? It is Tony Bennett. Oh man, Italians recognizing Italian. You know what song <laughs> he likes that? What song is he singing? Well, the song that Lee couldn't sing when he was trying to do it for the Navigator. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, but do you, do you know what I'm listening it on? This is Mad Hatter Radio, which is an ra- online radio station of Disney fan stuff that we have partnered up with, man. How do you like that? Partners here on the Gulf Coast, Magic Way and Mad Hatter Radio. Mm-hmm. Oh, creative buffs on radio stuff. That's like right. It. Yeah, it's good. It's another outlet. Uh-huh. You know, it, 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 what's good about it, you know, let me tell you what's good, but you hear Tony Bennett, mm-hmm. but you could probably hear Bare Necessities done by like a, a metal group, a heavy metal group. You could probably mm-hmm. hear a country version of this. Oh, wow. You could probably hear like a funk version, James Brown type of, <laughs> give me a Bare Necessities. <laughs> oh, <laughs> get on, get up again. Oh, yeah. You know? Hot tub, what you say now? <laughs> Disney. That's right. You can hear that all on the station, man. It's, <laughs> they don't just give you the normal spiels and, and, and r- attraction sounds, but they give you every creative variation that other artists have taken to the standard Disney songs. Like Tony Bennett right here. This yeah. little jazzy version of the Bare Necessities. You know. I'm thinking about Goodfellas right now. I don't know why. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. Bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada boom. Boy, listen to this station, okay? It's good for you. It's good for me. It's going to go ahead. It's going to help you out. It's going to make me out. It's going to be really good. Okay? Man had a radio. Bada bing, bada boom. Just do it, huh?